Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Eric's Family Barbecue has arrived and is simply the best barbecue in Arizona. Come satisfy your taste buds with meats that are smoked over mesquite wooden sides that are made with fresh ingredients and tons of love. They have the best juiciest brisket, pulled pork, rib sausage, turkey, or everyone's favorite, the Pitmaster Sampler that includes all the meat in four sides. Mac and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, corner beans, yum. And for dessert, try some creamy banana pudding. Amazing. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Dine in or take it to go. Go to Eric's Family bbq.com for more info this man needs medical attention holmberg's morning sickness the old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail what would brady do Hmm? all right it is time now for the most moral man in phoenix to do his business on you uh, that doesn't sound as good as I wanted it. How many, how many CCs is that? <laughs> hey, Brady, do the math on how many CCs you have. The big audience. The, it, the only way this works, and how ironic is it that the one audience that would love to do that is the KDKB audience, and <laughs> we don't need that many CCs for that because our audience is so small. <laughs> Boy, if there's one station in this town that wants to do its business on you, it's 93.3, and, there, and there's nobody to listen. Uh, my friend Marty, guitarist for Sodomizing Linda, Texan said, man, to be able to berate a total stranger about being a whore for 10 minutes as Lou Holtz is quite a talent, John. <laughs> I want you all to try that today. Create a character in your own mind at your office and wander over to some lady and for 10 minutes just call her a whore and have her burn in hell and see what happens at your work. Because my work, I actually get a bonus. I, we actually, <laughs> that, that usually leads to better ratings and we get more money for it. You're welcome. That's all I can say. It's a dream job. I told that to my counselor at Dobson. It's like, what do you want to do? I'm going to tell people their biggest fears and flaws, like as other people, uh, as a character. Maybe damn them to hell and call them sluts for taking too much C. You missed your calling as a priest. Yeah, that's what he said. And he actually told me, the Catholics need you. No, I got plenty of those. I want to be unique. Father Dale. <laughs> Let me introduce you to a friend. <laughs> uh, Brady, are you ready? Ready. All right. What would Brady do is brought to you by our friends at MMP. Is that the right one? Yeah, m and Guns. guns yeah, yes. I was thinking, about, where are we today? It's Monday. <laughs> m and Guns. Uh, we just had lunch with uh, Byron and Eric and the guys over there, and I think the one thing that's missing from their entire establishment is a truck that really says what they do. 
I don't know if you guys saw the truck outside. Oh, the, billboard. Kind of, the billboard was unbelievable. <laughs> it's like an F-950. It's humongous, and it just says MMP guns all over it, oh, yeah. and it looks great. But I'm like, wow, no questioning what you guys are up to. This is pretty great. So uh, they're pretty great guys, and uh, we're just happy to know them. Uh, they got this system going. They're moving all their stuff out of MMP guns right there on 12th Street and Indian School into their store, which is now right behind their other store. Yeah. So they're getting close. All the, the deals are happening right now, and uh, if you want to go grab – Anything pertaining to guns, and that, that's all the side stuff, all the, the ammo, the guns themselves. They'll build you an AR-15. They're qualified and have yeah. that kind of thing going. So they got it all, uh, M&P Guns, 12th Street. And I Indian went in School. there on Friday, actually. Oh, and uh, Yeah, I mean, they are, they are still – they're trying to move everything out of there, but they are still stacked. And like up to thirty five percent off on a lot of uh, firearms Deals. and stuff like that. And oh. they, have, they still have tons of ammo. I bought a case of, uh, a case of uh, ammo for just fun. The, the, the stash aside. All right. Yeah. I'm not asking questions, Brad. Yeah. I'm not asking questions. Uh, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. It's America. You're allowed <laughs> to own that stuff. What you do with it after, that's up to you. But they got it all, so check them out. Chris <laughs> hates Twitter world, not going to Brett's house. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the real killer lives there. <laughs> OJ's not coming. Mark that off the list. Can't go to Brett's or Los Angeles. Uh, are you ready, Brady? Ready. All right. How about this one? Uh, dear Brady. So my girlfriend and I have this couple that wants us to stay with them in Rocky Point. But I'm like, John, I need my own room. This is upsetting them. And you know why? They both have the pineapple swimsuits, Brady. Hers is very revealing, and she looks good. But I don't want to swing. I do want to go on the trip, though. What would Brady do? Tell them we're not a swinging couple. But, but do you want to stay in the same room? You'd stay in the same room with people. I don't, that's a weird If they're swingers and we're not swinging, I, I'm surprised they would still want them there if they weren't swingers. Well, swingers hang with other people. They can yeah. find swingers in so Mexico. if they can handle it, then I don't see that being that yeah. hard of a why, thing to Why can't you do? tell? Maybe he thinks, though, that if they're not going to stay in the same room and they're not going to swing. It sounds to me like the swingers are paying. Yeah, if they're the host. Because if you want you... your own room, get your own room. But it sounds to me... Like he doesn't have options, which means he was invited by them, and it right. would just look. Bad. But as long as they know, c- controlling the swingers' expectations, and they're cool with it, right, should be fine. But like from what I read there, you do hear that he's saying, "I want my own room," but that means they won't pay for him. Little bonus uh, incentive for the swingers, though. You know, oh no, that's cool. Get him down there, a couple of cocktails. Next thing Sound you know, like, yeah. Hey, mm, if I'm the swinger say? couple and I'm trying to trap them into a swinger rape, I guess that would be. Yeah, I would say, oh, we tried to get your own room. They're all booked up. You got to stay with us after all. Mm-hmm. If you want your own room, don't be a broke dick. That's Just what pay I'm saying. Get your own it, room. You know, if you're not uncomfortable, the bigger thing is, yeah, you can tell the swinging couple we don't swing. And I don't want to stay in the same room as you. But he, he, they may not be swingers. You just sound maybe cheap. it's their place too. Because if you're if you're oh, on a certain that. beach. That's true. You know, um, then, timeshare stuff. Yes. Yeah, that can And be so true. the resorts are good point. More of a pain mm. further away from each other. Good thinking. So now, what he assumes is the swingers have invited them down to a condo. He didn't make that point clear. That's probably yeah. true. You're probably right. Do you still go? If swingers it invited on you, what kind of friend I am with the swingers? Randomly, uh, I'm saying, well, nope, I. I don't see us having that in common, and right. that could be a deal breaker. <laughs> and what she looks like in that pineapple bathing yeah. suit, too. Yeah. And what if she's smoking hot? Like a little more ridiculous. tempting. Ridiculous. You, <laughs> then... you try to at least talk some people into yeah. this particular situation? I've never tried it before. 
How do we know we don't like spaghetti unless we eat spaghetti? I swung. My wife didn't. Now yeah, you got there other you troubles. go. Not if you're or the it. other way around. <laughs> or that. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, you have to watch. <laughs> the cucking weekend. <laughs> what if they just made you watch? <laughs> oh, that would stink. I got cucked. I didn't see that coming, stupid. If you're not a swinger, don't hang out with swingers because they're going to invite you to stuff. That's the sucky part about friendly swingers. They always have apartments and, and cool places usually in Mexico. Usually hanging out. They might have some outsiders, but a swinging couple wouldn't invite non-swingers. Unless they feel yeah. like, I but think we can get them. Honestly. I think that's the way it is. Yeah, they yeah. think they're going to be able to Conversion. convert them. Yeah. But good swingers always have a cool beach beachside pad and like a great backyard. And like good swingers have yeah. a nice selling platform. It seems like, I really want to hang out with you at that beach house. What do I have to do for And maybe it? they don't want to swing that weekend. They just want to enjoy it for a weekend. Maybe you'll get lucky and the swingers on their period. <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to paint the paint the room red, you know, or the town, wherever you're doing it. Yeah, just get your own room or tell them, hey, if we're swinging, I'm not interested. I, if you're asking me, ain't going because I don't want to live with some people that I'm not real familiar with. I don't want to live with people I am familiar with for more than three hours. Maybe, you know, they want to go down there, too. They can get a better deal on Baktavi or whatever that's called. What that the, the drug. Is that? Oh, oh, yeah. That's right. Victoria. <laughs> the HIV drug. It's not good for everybody, Brady. Only the men. They can get the generic for nothing. Yeah. You can bury it in each other as dudes with Victarvi. Ah, the ladies. Not, not that. I learned that from TV. Yeah, I don't want to go. That's my best friend forever, uh, since fifth grade, always says, we should go on a trip and we'll get like an Airbnb. I'm like, I don't want to live with you ever like, for a day. I shared a room with him in, in uh, the Aria, him and his son, and they're big enough. And it's dude. So it was the three of us. 18-year-old kid slept on the couch. He had his own bedroom. I had my own bedroom. It's a big enough room. And even still, I'm like, ah, I don't want them in here all the time. If the If girls were involved... Ugh. I don't want to live in the same room with you. I don't, I'm way beyond that. I can't do it. So that guy's just like me. Don't go. Uh, dear Brady, would you date a woman whose daughter you have slept with? My coworker is 49 years old. She has a 23-year-old with whom earlier this year I bedded <laughs> eight right. times over a period of two weeks. Nice. It fizzled out. There was no harm, no foul. Everyone moved on quite gracefully. And like I said, I work with her mother. Uh, her mom's the one who uh, set us up, actually. I'm 29, kind of in between the two of them. Since the classy breakup, the mom has said really nice things to me and said she admires my character, wishes more men were like me, all that stuff. She liked how well I handled the situation. Clearly, she's developed a high case of the feels for me and my high-class ways. It's a go, and she still looks great. Kind of into cougars. Do I make this happen, or is my past haunting me, Christopher? I'm not doing it. You don't do it? It just it sounds a little too weird for me that um, the previous with you bone daughter, somebody's any, daughter. You know, family member alone is a tough situation. I'm doing it for the story. The story is pretty solid. Yeah. And it is because mom, it's not because you were like being all weird. Time has passed. There's a gap in between. You bedded yeah. her daughter. And mom knows you better than her daughter, right. so she's, and she's she okay asked with you it. to. Yeah. She is. I'm just, it's too weird for Every me. time a mother says, I'd like you to meet my daughter, she's saying, I'd like you to be the one that f- my daughter next. 
<laughs> that's what she's yeah. saying because she knows that's happening. So if and, I if I were the dad, like, same someday thing. Someday you I would like say this that guy. you should date him. You should meet my daughter. Is what you're saying is? Oh, I like this kid. You should f- my daughter soon. I don't understand why parents ever set their daughters up with anybody. I've heard them no. say, "Oh, they should meet." Ugh. Well, because eventually, you know, they are going to meet somebody. Right. And if but as a parent, him. you're still saying, hey, this kid at work, I'd love for you to taste his D. It's essentially what you're saying. <laughs> Let's get it out of the way yeah. and just be blatant about it. <laughs> well, you're yeah. saying the same thing. Yeah. You're trying to be all classy about it. But, it's, but if it works out, that's exactly what you're hoping for. I love these guys. I hope this. I really think your son is great. I think he's got a good D. I'd love to, I'd love to have my daughter <laughs> grab hold of that D, you know, a handful of that. You know what? I'll talk to her tonight. We'll get these kids together. And if you were right, what works out is they start grabbing each other's junk because mom and dad and daughters are turning around like, "Mom, I'll take uh, referrals if you recommend some D's for me." Creepy because you're asking mom to be your your D shopper. Parents should never have a say in that. But I'm with Brad. I think you got to go after this story alone is worth it. And then you can tell your friends, you know what? Mom was tighter. Oh. I got a story for you, man. <laughs> oh, no. I banged her I got daughter, a story for and then I banged her mom. Not only I'm a classy guy. It is classy because the mom is the one who's not classy. She sold her daughter to you, didn't work out, and now she's like, you know what? I want that. Mom went from being a pimp to the horror. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher, you got to do this. Brady's wrong. You ask what would Brady do, not do I have to do everything Brady yeah. does. You just ask what Brady. Brady said he wouldn't do it. Opinion. Other dudes in the room are like, oh my goodness. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I mean, 49's wildly expired, but give it a run. That's a big glass of old milk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 49's fine if you've been with it for a long time. 49 new? There's no such thing. It's like driving a Yugo. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to do it. Sometimes it gets you from A to B. That's not fair to Hugo. Hugos are nicer than that. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Dear Brady, I have a coworker who is very funny. He calls me the Jew. My last name is a color. I'm not going to say it. So he assured, uh, or he assumed uh, that I was Jewish. And for some reason, after about eight months, it's bothering me to no end. First off, I'm not Jewish. Second, I feel like it's racist, but not to me, so I don't know why I'm mad. Third, I have no clue what to do about this. I told him I didn't like it, and he left it alone for a while. But I also left it alone for so long that most of the other cool people in the office call me the Jew now. So when I told him to stop, no one else did, so he's just back at it. I called him out. He did stop, uh, but he's doing it again. I feel like I'm the racist because I don't want to be called a Jew. Why is that so bad? (laughs) I'm confused, Jamie. Well, that's not helping. Your name is Jaime. This racist coworker of yours that you let get away with this for a while, Jaime Gold. Uh, again, it depends on the working situation there. If he's complaining and saying "knock it off," we call me the Jew. Yeah, you got to right. He's got a case in point there. The guy needs to knock it off. 
Well, he did, alone. but all the other people kept calling him that. And it's one of those things that you're not being racist. You're you're clarifying that yeah. I'm being called this. I'm, I'm really uncomfortable not. with it. Remember that guy? Because well, there's got to be a certain point where you can laugh at it and run with it. The, uh, and then people are like, are you Jewish? No. Oh, that's hilarious. It's even funnier. Yeah. Right. So you don't want to be the office uptight guy. He's like, stop. Everybody stop calling me a Jew. I don't like it. And I'm like, why? Do you hate Jews? God damn it. I knew this would backfire. <laughs> and that guy, at, were you there at my uh, golf hole at the uh, Heat Stroke Open a couple years ago? When uh, I think Jimmy Wisman was at the heckling hole, the comedian Jimmy. And I was over at this other, I was doing the other thing. Because I've taken over the roast hole. And then we just made that heckling hole, like squirting water guns yeah. and stuff, and so I could kind of maintain and monitor what was being said. And we got pretty bad, but still nothing like Jimmy. Uh, there was a guy in a turban, and they were making terrorist jokes like crazy. Of course, that's what you do right. at a heckle hole or a roast hole, right? So, dude comes up to my thing, and one of the guys comes up to me, and he goes, "Hey, see that man over there?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "That hole over there where that comedian was got way out of hand with him being a." terrorist he's a Sikh he's a peace-loving individual and I'm like yeah but you all took a shot like everybody like I'm sure he went after you for having a you know white hair and a beard he probably yeah yeah no I can take it but that was rude and this guy over here uh didn't like to deal with so I went over to him like look I know you don't know what you're part of and blah 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 and I told I'm sorry if you were offended Uh, and he goes well who are you and I said oh my name's John Holmberg I said this is kind of and I pointed to the big inflatable of my head. Yeah. And I'm like, that's me. It's kind that's of a, me. Yeah, so that's me. I didn't do it proud. I was like, that's me. I'm kind of representative of the whole thing. And uh, the guy the guy goes, oh, you're the Jew that put this whole thing on? And I'm like, now hang on just a second. <laughs> and I was mad for like nine reasons. None of them were me. Like, I'm not Jewish, but I'm like, well, that shouldn't make you mad. That's not so bad. To be Jewish isn't something I should be mad at. Somebody called me the Jew, and I'm like, well, you can't be mad. Reverse roasting. That's what I said. You can't That's be hilarious. mad. You, you, you can't be mad, raghead, for calling. I'm like, wait a minute. I can't do this stuff. We're going back and forth. And he wasn't kidding. And that's funny, but you understood where he's coming well, from. Well, I didn't know what I was mad at. Because you're not Jewish. I was mad so at the like hypocrisy. At he's being a terrorist, but yeah. he's a Sikh. Sure. I was mad at the hypocrisy. I thought he was, when I when he was doing it, I thought he almost was doing that as a joke nope. to get you, but nope. it wasn't. It was dead serious because yeah. I was. I laughed at first like, that's funny, but I'm like, wait a minute. It wasn't it was supposed to be funny. Deadpan and all of them were like, and then they walked away and I'm like, hold on, I'm not Jewish. Like, that was the big offense. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not that there's anything wrong with that. So I understand that, but I mean, at least in my situation, I had hypocrisy to be mad at. If if I let everybody call me the Jew for years and years, you're the Jew that runs. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he's the Jew that runs this thing. I'm like, no, hold on a second, peace loving Sikh. <laughs> I ain't no Jew, and that was like, why am I mad at the wrong thing? <laughs> I got and it's r- not really. A I got all twisted up. No, no, I don't no. know what it is, but I got all twisted up with what I was angry at. Yeah. I wasn't mad. I, I thought it was funny. They're like, this isn't funny. He's serious. Hold on, you. Get over here, Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't have any Jewish blood in me. I know maybe Oscar Bonnie. Everybody's got that. And it's, you know, obviously for him, it's tougher because it's like immediately most Americans are clueless. So, right. You know, see that. Yeah. See a turban right. or anything. I didn't it looks see like that. it. He just got, he just got all racist. Like, we at least called ours the joke heckle hole. You show up. Fire one off at me. I'm trying to give away a tuft of needle mattress for closest to the hole here. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Still hilarious. But it was pretty funny. And then he drove away, and I'm looking at everybody else, and their mouths like everybody at the Humane Society is looking at me like, what just happened? The Sailor Jerry girls are like, well, that was horrible. I'm like, you're telling me? 
Hooters was at my hole that year. And like, oh my God, that guy called you a nail. Like, I heard it. <laughs> Are you all right? I'm not Jewish. It doesn't bother me. You're the Jew. But I was mad. <laughs> Like immediately. You wanted, to, you wanted to clear it up. Well, I, but hey, I don't no, know what to clear up. Hey, 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 with the name calling. I'm like, he didn't, he didn't call me a name. No. It was really awkward. And I walked away like I'd lost that battle. Uh, finally, dear Brady, I went to dinner Friday, and it's a place I absolutely love. Uh, but the waiter was new. And honestly, beneath the standard of this particular establishment. Clearly a crystal methamphetamine addict. Ah. I mean, that's absolutely guaranteed. Neck tattoos, thumb in the water, eyes were gross. His jaw was dancing all over the place. So the debate began. Do we tell management? Do we make a call? Do we yelp? Do we just stop going to this fantastic place? Because if this is front of the house, what's in the back? What would Brady do? Ray and his friends. Man. Yeah. Meth my, uh, my immediate thought was, well, it's last time I'm coming here. It is. But then at the same time, it the depends on the, if I like it that much. Yeah. Um, I might uh, say something. But if you tell and you go back and he's still there. Then you're the, here's this guy now. Right. Now you're eating boogers and... You gotta take your. You gotta take that thumb in the water and keep going back. Thumb in the water, I'd complain about. Yeah, I'd never mention that the waiter was beneath the standards that I have set for humanity, which are definitely something. That one is. That's a toughie. If the staff's filthy, I think you have to stop going because although it's so hard to get people to work right now. Like waiters and waitresses, there's this one place that has a sign-up that says, due to government handouts, no one wants to work anymore, oh, so we're short-staffed. It's true. It is. No, it is, but I mean, just for yeah. them to say it. But I mean, loud, you say it, great. boom, put it on the door, yeah. so we're short-staffed, so yeah. service is going to be slower than normal and, and less than our standard. We can't get anybody to show up and be a waiter because everybody's getting free cake. So maybe that's the case, it's like we're taking... We're taking people that normally wouldn't be hired and filling slots just to keep bodies warm in the place. I'm going, um, I'm going back, but I'm making sure that I don't have that person as the... Now, here's the thing. What if it's one of those places where there's like five or six folks coming to your table? Because a lot of places don't have a single waiter anymore. You get like helpers and yeah. like you have a group. Like it's pooling. Yeah. Like you get the one person that takes your order, the other person comes by, makes sure this is all taken care of. Another person drops the food off. A drink specialist. No one's better at it than Houston's. Houston's amazing. You get like a, a leader and then like yeah. seven other people show it's up. It's a machine. It is. No methy there, though. But the, yeah. No. Think of that. Hillstone hires a methy. Would you say something? I, you know, it, it's a tough one, um, but there's a big part of me that said, yes, I would. Yeah, it's tough. Especially if I, w- if I was a regular at that place. And because I know coming from um, having a place at one time. Yeah. You'd you like know. hearing you like hearing something like that. What they're doing that? They but you know, know also as an owner, you hired a meth head. You know that. You're looking at yeah. a dude who's messy, and you're like, "These are beneath our standards." But I need somebody. Correct. Doesn't matter that they, they still need to know. Don't thumb the water. Right. Well, thumbs in the water's bad. Yeah. You should have told the guy at the table, "Thumbs in the water." Hey, thumb in the yeah. water. Get that out of here. I had that at a place, and in most Hawaii. of them know that. Sometimes they, you know, if it happens, they didn't realize it or we, or they need that that one time to be told. We know, went to a that. very nice place in uh, Kauai 
four people, and my glass had a big lipstick thing on it. It happens. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, our glasses are well, – and, and uh, it was a friend's wedding. So we went out with the – or it was uh, Megan's sister actually. Uh, the They brought their own big expensive glass of or bottle of wine and gave it to the restaurant earlier that day and said we like this kind of thing presented at the table. It's kind of very nice. Thank you to us for hanging out with them. So they bring this and the wine glasses were filthy and one had lipstick on it. And we said uh, – can we get new wine glasses? These are really dirty. I'm like, oh, we're so sorry. And they leave and they come back and you can see where the lipstick had been just rubbed. Oh, like They just went and tried to rub it off, but it smeared it. And I'm like, all right. And that whole night was just the worst. We were sitting at a table and I looked over under the little shelf behind us and there's bugs, dead bugs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And just gross. And I'm like, can we sit somewhere else? Because I'm not a complainer, but the place wasn't that full. And I'm like, yeah. this is bad. <laughs> And the guy, that is terrible. I'm so I'm like big fat roaches too, not baby bugs, like thick. I'm like, I just don't want to look at this. And now that I've seen it, I'm not going to be able to stop. And oh, certainly. And they moved us, and I knew we were in trouble because they moved us to a table. And then within like a second, sat that same table without cleaning any of those bugs. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this place is gross. It looked nice, but dig a little deeper. So you do or do not say, hey. I like coming here, but you're hiring. I'm saying suck. something about the thumb in the waters. Yeah, you know, to that person, you can. I mean, a lot of times, I've had it where you joke, "Whoa, hey, yeah. digits in the water." Yeah. <laughs> do you tell the people like now? Because let's say he went Saturday. Do you go back next time? I go. Last time we were here, our waiter was on meth. Too late now. Yeah, yeah. If you see him in there, do you say, "I don't want that guy touching my food"? If I know the the manager or the owner, but you don't. Yeah. No. You get take your lumps, but then are you worried about coming in the next time? Absolutely, and then you can't. Guy exactly. That's why you have to tell. And- that's why you have to know either the owner, or the manager, yeah. and deliver it. That's why there. Brady always meets them. I just wouldn't go back. Yeah, I just couldn't deal with that. That's right. Swithbert was at my. Oh, uh, well, he was at the hole where Jimmy was making fun of that guy. He said, uh, "He said I was with Jimmy when that group came through at the heckle hole, and he started lipping off to me." Like I had any pull. <laughs> he said, uh, and he put hands on short bus. That was quite a crew we'd hired to be the hecklers that year. Wisman, short bus, and uh, Wisman. <laughs> or Swithford, sorry. Was Wisman there? Yeah, Jimmy yeah, was there. Yeah, he Jimmy was. was there. That was the one, he was the one who called. Because he, something funny happened, so Jimmy must have been the one there. Because <laughs> otherwise it was Swithford and short bus. Uh, anyway, well, there you go. That's a tough one. But like I've always said, having worked in the restaurant business, if they bring you a plate of human and say, here's your meal, push it away and say, thank you. You send it back. Just not hungry. If they're willing to send you something awful to start, imagine what they're going to do when you complain about it. So just that's when you just have to put your hands up and go, this place is no good anymore. Because if they're putting meth heads out as waiters, the kitchen staff is abysmal. Wrong order's okay. Wrong order's a little different, but still. It's like, oh, that's my fault. Right. I, we, I we still won't send it back. Thing. Really? No, I got. Even I ordered, if it's completely wrong? Yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm not pissing off that. I've seen the cooks and <laughs> they'll stab people. I'm not doing that. I was at uh, the Breakfast Club with TV's Doug Hopkins uh, on Walkabout once. We went in there and I ordered something egg, sausage, and just a basic breakfast. And this thing comes in hollandaise and ham. And I'm like, what is this? She goes, oh, that's totally wrong. I'm like, that's fine. I did that last time. We're good. I'll just awesome. eat this. I'm like, I'm not 
because the cooks were very busy. And the last thing they need is a refire. Because <laughs> guess what I'm eating at that point? Boogers and I don't care that it's not. The waitress isn't going to do it. The cooks are. They're the ones strapped. Anyway, there you go, everybody. That is how Brady solved problems. And don't call people the Jew at work. It's 2021. <laughs> just, just don't. Isn't that right, Larry? 98 KUPD. That was what Brady did. Mm-hmm. Was it? Pathetic. 98. That's it. That's bonkers! You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.